Buying your first share of stock nowadays is extremely easy. All you need is a brokerage account and some money deposited in your brokerage account and you're good to go. So pretty much all you need to do is navigate to a website such as Ally, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, set up an account, so fill out your personal information. Your personal information will get validated, so that might take a couple of business days. After you've been approved, you just want to connect your checking account and deposit some money into it. You don't even need to deposit that much money. You can start with however much you want, $10, $20, $50, $100, $500, or even more. And then once approved for everything, you're ready to play the stock market game. Whenever you think about investing, you always need to think about your goal. What do you actually want to achieve? What's your end goal? So if you are a young investor, you are a lot more riskier. So you might just want to jump into the stock market and just try to get your hands dirty, buy some shares, sell some shares. Just try to figure out how the stock market works, which is perfectly fine. But if you're a long-term investor and you have a long-term goal, you might want to think about, okay, what investment style works best for me? Do I need to invest in stocks or bonds or both of them? And what's the asset allocation between those two? How long is my investment time frame? Do I want to invest for one year, five years, ten years? These are questions that, of course, I cannot answer for you. These are questions that you just need to sit down, write these on a piece of paper, and then based on your answers, that's how you want to approach the stock market. As an investor, you also need to ask yourself how risky you are. If you are younger, of course, you're going to be, you're going to be able to take a lot more risk because you have time on your side. You can make mistakes, you can play around in the stock market, you can lose a little bit of money and you can gain money and everything is fine because you can always bounce back. But if you're close to retirement age, things are a little bit different. You wanna be a little bit more cautious with what you're investing in. And definitely you wanna invest in safe assets that will generate you income for the long term, such as bonds or even dividend paying stocks. There are many different investment accounts on the market. So for example, you have a 401k, those are the most well known, the 401k, the 403b, the Roth IRA, the IRA which stands for individual retirement account and a regular brokerage account. So let's talk about the 401k. If you work at a company, it's more than likely that you will have access to invest in a 401k. One of the benefits of investing in a 401k is that whatever amount you're investing into a 401k, your company might potentially match that whatever you're investing in that 401k. Another benefit also of investing in a 401k is that if you're an investor that's not that well first in investing, the 401k would, will work for you because the company picks and chooses like different mutual funds different index funds or even target date funds that you can invest in. Most likely there won't be any individual stocks that you will invest in unless that particular company that you work for is on the stock market and you can buy shares in the company's stock. The target date fund is actually pretty interesting. So the target date fund has a specific retirement 
deadline, which is a specific year. So a target date fund might say target date fund and it ends in 2050. 2050 will be that retirement deadline. The cool thing about a target date fund is that this fund will automatically rebalance itself the closer it gets to, in this case, 2050, to become a more safer, less risky investment. Now, a 401k has benefits, of course, but if you look at a Roth IRA or a IRA, these are two accounts that you can set up outside of just having a 401k. There is a lower limit to opening up a Roth IRA or a IRA account but when you open these you can invest in whatever you want to invest you're not limited to specific mutual funds or target date funds you can start investing in individual stocks when you look at a Roth IRA and compare it to IRA there's two different things that you need to think about with an IRA you will not pay taxes upfront when you invest your money but when you're at that retirement age and you pull your money out of your IRA you will pay taxes at that moment with a Roth IRA you pay taxes upfront but your money grows tax-free in your account and then when you're when you hit that retirement age and you take your money out you will not have to pay any taxes and then one account that you also need to think about and know about is the regular brokerage account. This is an account that you can always set up. So you don't need to have a 401k. You don't need to pay attention to your Roth IRA or your IRA account. You can always set up your brokerage account. Your brokerage account gives you access also to invest in everything you want to invest in. Always keep in mind and pay attention to any of the fees or taxes that you will be hit with if you take out money out of any of these accounts. So for example, let's say with a 401k, you are not supposed to take out money out of your 401k until you hit that retirement age. There are some exceptions though. You can take out money if you're a first-time home buyer and you will not get penalized for that. But if you just, for the heck of it, take out money out of your 401k, you will have to pay taxes on that money and you will get penalized for it. So as always, keep an eye on any of the fees that you might get hit with. Now, which account would work best for you? I don't know which account would work best for you, but let me tell you how I did it. I got introduced to investing through a 401k. So when I started working, I started dabbling and in investing in the stock market through my 401k. I actually started by investing in an index fund. And while I was investing through my 401k, maybe a year or two later, I set up a Roth IRA. Back then, this was with Scottrade. Scottrade doesn't exist anymore. They got bought out by a different company. I don't know if, if they got bought out by TD Ameritrade or E-Trade, but Scottrade got bought out. And after I set up my Roth IRA, it opened up the door for me to experiment with individual stocks, which was pretty awesome. This is also when I started learning a little bit more about growth stocks versus income stocks, and I started focusing more on income stocks. And after about a year or two, I opened up my own or my first brokerage account. This was with Ally, 
and I started investing in, in the individual brokerage account. And then I opened up a couple of more. But the, the thing I learned real quick is that you don't want to have too many brokerage accounts open because when tax time comes, it's going to be a mess to get all the paperwork together. So recently I've been focusing on like closing some of my brokerage accounts and just keeping a couple of them open that I can grow. So what's the best age to start investing? How old do I need to be in order to start investing? I'm going to answer that question in two different ways because it really depends on who the person is who's interested in investing. If that person is you, you need to start as soon as possible. The reason for this is that you still have time on your side. So if you start investing at a young age, you can experiment with different investing styles. See what works best for you. Plus, when you're young, you're going to make mistakes, which is normal. You're going to fall on your behind a couple of times, but you will be able to get back up, learn from your mistakes, and keep going. So as long as you can read at a comprehensive level, you need to start investing. Another thing also is when you start investing at a young age, you have all this time on your side to build wealth and to become rich. You don't have to do this by yourself. You can always have a mentor by your side in the form of a mom or a dad, of course, who can help with the technical aspects of executing a trade to buy or sell, which is actually not even that technical. If you are a family member who is thinking about investing and getting your family to invest, this is what I would do. So for example, let's say you're a mom, you're a dad, or even you're an uncle and you want to get your family members to invest. This is how I would do it. And this is actually how I've done it. You want to buy one share of a company that you're familiar with. And you want to get the stock certificate. So there are websites where you can actually buy just one share of a company stock and then get the stock certificate. So when that stock certificate is mailed to you, you want to frame it and then hang it up in your living room or hang it up in somebody's bedroom. The reason for this is that it's a mental thing. If you have a son and you bought him a stock certificate and you framed it and you put it in his bedroom, he might not pay attention to it. He might just see it and think like, okay, whatever. But there will come a time that he might ask you about, okay, what is that thing? What is a stock? Like, how does that work? And this is a great segue. This is a great introduction to talking about stock market investing and just to get him or her into investing in stocks. Thank you for listening to my podcast on stock market investing. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you can find by searching my name, Giovanni Richters. Also, be sure to check out my books and audiobooks on stock market investing. I'll catch you in the next episode.